The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hill knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. The name of the show is pretty self-evident. You need to eat well in order to live well. Sure, there are lateral pieces that are just as important in order to create balance, and I have tried to cover those as well, but my particular focus always comes back to foods, and we talk about using food as a medicine in order to improve our health in some capacity on almost every show. One of the shows, though, that continues to inspire a lot of interaction from listeners was on October 14, 2013, when I offered an episode about how to fight inflammation with whole foods. Uh, Those basic aches and pains are just the beginning signs of inflammation, and we need to pay attention to them in order to find our optimal health. Now, listeners and members on my website asked for more information about conquering inflammation using nutrient-dense whole foods. So I decided it was time to call in an expert in the field of anti-inflammation, Dr. Jessica Black. Dr. Black is a naturopathic physician who's written three books about anti-inflammation. I have two of these books, and they're very easy to read, not too science-y, but good information that's simple to use right away. Of course, I love them because she recommends real food, no weird boxed foods, pills, or fad diets. And her third bird book is out, More Anti-Inflammatory Diet Tips and Recipes, which I'll be picking up to make sure that I add that to my collection. Now, Dr. Jessica Black graduated from the National College of Naturopathic Medicine in 2002. She attended Cardinal Stritch University prior to her medical studies and graduated cum laude with a Bachelor of Arts. She was given the prestigious honor of Outstanding Student of the Year in her year of graduation and had the honor of speaking to her graduating class. In 2006, Dr. Black published the Anti-Inflammation Diet and Recipe Book after working on perfecting her recipes and selling her book locally for for a few years. And it's a fabulous book and one of my go-tos here in my office and to my clients. In 2010, she co-authored Living the Crohn's with Crohn's and Colitis, a comprehensive naturopathic guide to health and wellness with D.D. Cummings. She continues to share passion for health through writing and in 2012 published the follow-up to the first anti-inflammation diet book. And this new one is More Anti-Inflammation Diet Tips and Recipes. She's given lectures nationally and internationally. Her uh, Dr. Black and her husband, Dr. Jason Black, enjoy 
dividing their time between their two Oregon clinics offering family health care. Their shared clinic, a family healing center, has become a residency site associated with the National College of Naturopathic Medicine, and both doctors enjoy teaching this next generation of competent naturopathic physicians. In July 2013, she launched her new website, drjessicablack.com, offering delicious, healthy recipes and cutting-edge, up-to-date articles about health, hormones, food, and much more. So joining us today is Dr. Jessica Black. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Thank you so much, Kelly, for such a wonderful introduction. Well, there was a lot there. I tried to, to, to <laughs> consolidate. To but, uh, well, so let's just start. Let, let's make sure I want everybody to know uh, who you are first. So what is an ND or a naturopathic physician? Yeah, so a naturopathic physician is similar to a medical doctor in many ways, and we're accredited differently by a different accrediting body. We have a very similar education uh, in terms of medical school and being in a prior college prior to that. Um, So it is postgraduate education. We have a cadaver lab. We have all the science and the pathology and everything that a medical doctor would have. But then beyond that, then we have a a naturopathic tint to our philosophy, and we learn a lot of old naturopathic medicines, and we really learn and master how to use herbs and other naturopathic lifestyle modification or treatments to bring the body to a state of wellness. So, so it's, you know, similar to a medical doctor in which, you know, we can diagnose and we can treat. And I say this a little lightly because um, depending upon the, uh, the, the accrediting body, we do have states that are licensed and states that are not. And so I can go into that if you're, if you're wanting a little bit more information. But, for example, Oregon is licensed. So we're licensed to primary care in Oregon, so we can prescribe antibiotics if we want to, although we don't. We can, you know, refer out to the emergency room if needed, and um, so we can do kind of all those basic care, uh, primary care. So how, you mentioned it just slightly, but how is your philosophy different from a medical doctor that, that most people are are using right now? Yes, and I do want to say that also, too, where I do know that many medical doctors are definitely changing uh, kind of their philosophy and how they look at things. So um, I don't necessarily want to to speak negatively to that profession, but I'm going to try my best to distinguish us. And I think that really what sets us apart is, you know, instead of looking at someone as, you know, they have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, and really just coming up with a treatment plan for that, you know, drugs or otherwise, you know, sometimes the, the wrong philosophy is just taking a symptom and giving a medication for it or even taking a symptom and giving an herb for it. That's not necessarily the, the proper way to look at things either. And so I think when we look at naturopathic philosophy, what we're trying to do really is look deeply into the body, figure out the cause, try to reverse that cause or any, remove any ob- obstacles to cure you know, maybe taking huge steps backwards to really look at the picture and see kind of how these symptoms started or why this patient is starting to kind of go down the wrong road and then really work towards improving their health from there. And if we improve their health, even through diet and lifestyle modification and treatments, then we should be able to improve their symptoms as well without having to maybe directly treat them. Makes sense. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing the importance of reducing inflammation with the help of Dr. Jessica Black, author of More Anti-Inflammation 
inflammation diet tips and recipes. Find more information at drjessicablack.com. Help fight inflammation by eating only non-toxic grass-fed meats. Try it for free. A $75 gift certificate from U.S. Wellness Meats. Enter to win at therightnutritionplan.com. Use the giveaway link on the right-hand side. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for those free weekly nutrition tips. All of that is, again, at therightnutritionplan.com. Now, as you know, I've asked you to join us today on Eat Well to Live Well to discuss your book, The Anti-Inflammation Diet and Recipes. And I frequently get questions that revolve around the problems associated with inflammation. So let's start with how did you realize the importance of decreasing inflammation? Yes, um, because we've actually been looking into inflammation for quite some time now. And I think that, you know, when just even going through medical school, which was, you know, around 2000, is when some of the really first uh, kind of popular inflammation stuff started coming out. People started really realizing, wow, inflammation is directly connected to heart disease or inflammation is directly connected to another illness. And as I started to um, get into that, one of my theses that I did was on obesity and I started really diving into inflammation and I started realizing how uh, integral inflammation is in almost all of these fatal illnesses. And so that's how I got into it originally. And as I've studied more and more and I've studied more inflammation since then, I've just, I mean, it's amazing, I think, to see how much inflammation ties into almost every single illness that we have. And I think that we didn't know that until then. You know, it was it was always a speculative thing or uh, cholesterol levels. And I don't think that we understood how significant inflammation was. I would agree with you. I, I think it's probably the, the underlying cause of almost every problem, uh, or maybe not every, but very many of them. Um, so based on that, can you explain inflammation in, in layman terms? If somebody's not sure, or do they have inflammation? How do they know? Yeah, so let's talk about that too. So inflammation, you know, the best way to think about it is if you were to hurt your wrist pretty severely, you know, your wrist would get red and it would get inflamed. And, you know, it's all of those acute injuries that we've ever seen. We're seeing inflammation firsthand when, we, when we're looking at an acute injury. And so if you, if you take that th- thought and, you thought and the thought process is when that's occurring, you're bringing a bunch of blood cells, white blood cells from the immune system to that area to create almost stability to that area and it's what's happening is we're making it so that the body has a very difficult time to move that joint so that the joint could heal better or quicker and so it's supposed to be painful it's supposed to be swollen because that is a protective mechanism by our body so that we you know keep that joint stationary so if you imagine when we have those blood cells in that area for a long period of time let's say that on a way smaller level, something that you can't see, you have inflammation, let's say, in an artery or in a fatty liver or, you know, in your gastrointestinal tract, there may be no symptoms at all yet because the inflammation is so small. But what we do know is when those cells are are in a particular area, they're going to be causing damage if they're left or long-term. So if we have inflammation anywhere long-term in the body, there it's going to be starting to cause damage. Makes sense. So in that idea then, why should we focus on reducing our inflammation? 
Yeah, and let me go back one too. Is that okay. also maybe one of those first signs that you think that you might have inflammation are exactly what you talked about in the beginning of the program. Those little minor aches and pains, you know, no one should have headaches regularly. Little headaches regularly, not feeling really good in the morning when you wake up. All those little tiny things can really lead us to thinking that there's definitely some kind of inflammatory process that's occurring that we're not that we're not noticing. Um, and I think that that's going to affect our long-term health and chronic health. So then my answer to the second question is, the reason we have to pay attention to it is because right now what we know is, you know, eight out of the top ten leading causes of death in the United States are all connected directly to inflammation. So if we don't start addressing our inflammation now, no matter how old we are, we definitely know that we're going down the road path and we're, or wrong path and that we, we know that we're leading into some kind of fatal illness. Well, we don't want anybody to die. That doesn't sound good here. Okay. Well, we've been discussing the importance of and health benefits of reducing inflammation with Dr. Jessica Black, author of more anti-inflammation diet tips and recipes. You can get more information at drjessicablack.com. On her website, you can find all three of her books, a very interesting blog, and great new recipes. In fact, I'm excited to try the green lemonade as the weather warms up here. Uh, all this information is at drjessicablack.com. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at The Right Plan. Don't forget that you can catch this entire show at your convenience by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listening on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can also try membership for just a dollar and receive nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support, or just sign up to receive free weekly nutrition tips. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about how to reduce inflammation using an anti-inflammation diet plan. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today, therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the vibrant you. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New You Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat. 
This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com retreats to reserve your seat today. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we're talking about improving our health by reducing inflammation with Dr. Jessica Black, author of the More Anti-Inflammation Diet Tips and Recipes book. You can find all our information at drjessicablack.com. Follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. Now, I stopped you at just the spot that we were talking about focusing on reducing inflammation and, and that eight of the top 10 leading causes of death really stem from inflammation. So with that in mind, most people are thinking of taking an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory drug, I'd bet, to help reduce inflammation. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so my thoughts are twofold on that. One is... Maybe in the short uh, term, that might be a good idea if uh, someone has a, a really elevated inflammatory level and we need to make them more comfortable while we're working really on the underlying environment. But if we rely only on that, then we're missing the entire picture of how to generate health. And so it's kind of like taking an exercise pill instead of exercising. <laughs> where we're, we're missing what we can do with all of the dietary and lifestyle measures that reduce inflammation, do so much more for the body. They increase your circulation. They help everything function better. You're going to have better mood, better ability to control your weight. And so I think that just by taking uh, an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory um, is not, number one, going to help long-term. And it's, it's kind of like the easy road out. Well, and I, I have to, what I teach my clients is that long-term usage of those are going to cause other inflammatory problems in the long run because of we're not absorbing some very important pieces uh, as well when we take those over-the-counter medicines. True, uh, true. And, and if you look at, um, if we, yeah, if you want to look at it um, from that perspective too, when, we, when we're taking some, you know, what we would consider like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, they call them NSAIDs, they definitely wreak havoc on the gastrointestinal tract. Um, and when, when we do that, then we're going to be reducing our absorption of, of nutrients. We can potentially create more leaky gut and more food intolerances, which I think we're going to talk about in a minute. So, you know, it definitely is going to cause more problems. Yeah, things to stay away, especially when we can do these lifestyle changes. So what do you really mean when we talk about an anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory diet? What exactly are you really talking about? Yeah, so I think we should probably just term that a healthy diet, right? So, um, you know, I mean, anti-inflammation would be any diet that is really going to help your body reduce inflammation. And so it's a little presumptuous for, to, for us to try to figure out one diet that fits everyone, but I can guarantee that if people are eating the standard American diet and they convert to a better diet, they're already going to be reducing inflammation. And I think that's a really good take-home is, we can do simple things in our diet. It doesn't have to be that we follow one diet or another diet or a paleo diet or whatever else. Uh, you know, as long as we're kind of making some dietary changes and we're reducing some of the, the bad things that we're doing in our diet, we're definitely still going to be reducing inflammation and we're going to improve our health. 
Well, and I do want to make sure that people understand that, that healthy is different when we're talking about it here. A lot of times you hear people say, oh, you know, I'm healthy on the Weight Watchers and they're using a lot of processed right, right. foods. And that's not, I mean, there is a time and place for that for many people. And I'm, I'm not, I don't want to pick on any particular group, but I do want people to understand that we're talking healthy in a whole foods concept here, Correct. Absolutely. And I think that you made a really good point in which that, you know, when we adopt these healthy diets, it, it, we don't want to go for some kind of fad diet that uses, you, you know, you have to buy their bars or their shakes or whatever. What we want to do is we want to create healthy lifelong habits by just switching to better, healthier food choices. You know, you're, you're going to pick out greens and you're going to eat salads every day and you're going to make sure that you consume enough vegetables and you eat your fruits whole and and we don't, you know, we don't overdo on any of the grains or any, and you know, we avoid as many processed foods as we can. Perfect. Yes. And then we all know that I, I am completely against processed foods. Yeah. Uh, so that I always love to hear that from somebody. <laughs> uh, so what type of symptoms and ailments can be reduced when we clean up, when we, we get into this healthy diet, when we use an anti-inflammatory diet? What types of things can people expect uh, to have disappear? Yes. So let's talk about that. So when I'm thinking healthy diet, I'm thinking um, choosing our carbohydrates wisely. So I'm thinking making sure that we're having a ton of vegetables and some fruits and that we're not choosing carbohydrates that are like the pastas and the, the white breads and the, you know, even white rice. And so in the realm of even the choosing of carbohydrates wisely, when you choose carbohydrates wisely, you're going to improve your whole insulin response, which for me, the biggest, the biggest kind of like, um, uh, symptom that we can get or the positive symptom that we can get from doing an anti-inflammatory diet or, or choosing our carbohydrates wisely is people lose weight. It's amazing. You know, so all we do is, is kind of change the focus of what types of carbohydrates they're eating. We're not calorie restricting. We're making sure that they have really good fats. And, you know, one of the uh, side effects of a healthy anti-inflammatory diet is they improve their insulin response. They lose weight. Oftentimes people, if they're having headaches or if they have pain, they're going to have reduction in pain. Many people feel better. They, they, their energy is better. They wake up feeling better. It's pretty amazing this shift that you can see in people. They think a little bit more clearly. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing how to reduce inflammation in our diets with Dr. Jessica Black, author of more anti-inflammation diet tips and recipes. Visit the website at drjessicablack.com for more information, including all about her private practice, articles, recipes, and of course, the chance to pick up any of her three books. You can also connect with her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. And of course, don't forget to enter this month's free giveaway from U.S. Wellness Meets, a $75 gift certificate. Enter at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click the giveaway link on the right hand side so you're talking about success so let you know people love to know how somebody else's success story so what amounts of success what have you seen with patients that have used an anti-inflammation diet boy this is actually a really good one i think because uh you know i've been using this diet for probably you know 15 years and we have been you know giving it to patients for 12 13 years and over time, I've seen incredible changes. I've seen, um, we just had an elderly woman kind of come in recently, and she had a significant body rash over her whole body. She'd gone to the oncologist because she's elderly. She's gone to oncologist. She's gone to dermatologist. They're giving her creams. You know, no one, no one, no one knows what to do with her. 
And we kind of looked at her and we're like, okay, has anyone talked to you about diet at all? You know, and this elderly woman is very hard to sometimes change as, as the, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to change. And, and I, I sat down with her and I just said, I think that we can give you more than what anyone else has been giving you. I can't guarantee it's going to go away, but I can guarantee, you know, it's going to be better than anything else has been tried. You know, and we kind of put on a very strict diet. I took her off of all sugar. I took her off of gluten and dairy. And she's amazing. She came back a month later, and she did it to the T. And this is very uncommon for elderly. She did it to the T, and she was like, I mean, her, her rash was gone. It was actually a little bit on her hands still, and that was the only, left, the only place left, and that was only in, in a month's time. So I'm confident by the next time that we see her, it's going to be gone. Um, so wow. it's amazing. You know, I think that's, like, one really good example. We've definitely had people who come in that they're, you know, they're fatigued and they have fibromyalgia and nothing's helped, and they've been, to, you know, five, they've been doing things for five or six years. And, and if, we can, can, if we can talk them into being really strict at first, we can get them feeling significantly better, even the most skeptical person. And then, you know, over time, as they get a little healthier, we can really improve their gastrointestinal tract so that, so that over time they don't have to be as strict, but they're still going to hold on to the core values of the diet for life. So if somebody is taking another treatment of some sort, say they, they do see an MD and they have a, a treatment protocol that, that's important to their health and well-being, if they're following some other treatment like that, does that treatment ultimately work better if they're also doing an anti-inflammatory diet? I think it does, and we see that all the time because if I have patients that come in and we give them treatment and we give them a diet and they only do the treatment or they only do the diet, we get, you know, some good response. But then if we can convert them to, you know, kind of then taking on the other end, or if you have the patient who comes in who's willing to do the entire thing, they change their diet, they start exercising, they take the treatments, we can get so much uh, better, so much quicker. And so we, I've seen that clinically, uh, it, you know, over the last decade. Definitely, definitely true. And I think that if you can think about it, I think about it like this, is if everyone has um, only a certain capacity to take things in, in life, so it's like they have a cup. And in that cup is, you know, their genetic inheritance from mom, their genetic inheritance from dad. They have environmental toxins they've been exposed to over time. They have, you know, maybe times in their life where they weren't, uh, sleeping as well, or maybe they're currently not sleeping that well. They have food allergies that they're eating or food intolerances, rather. Um, everything fills that cup. And if you can imagine, you know, if, if we have a lot of inflammation present, that's a huge part that, that comes into the cup so that then, you know, we take the allergy sufferer, and if they have a lot of inflammation and we put them into pollen days, they're going to they're gonna react. But if we do that same person and we, we drastically reduce inflammation through diet and exercise and maybe some stress relief, and, we, you know, we, then, we expose them to the same pollens, they're going to have less reaction. Or, you know, in, the, in regards to your question, we put that same person on uh, pharmaceutical medication for blood pressure, but we're doing all this stuff to reduce their inflammation in their diet. Their blood pressure medication is absolutely going to work so much better. Uh, that's a great analogy. I feel. I mean, that really. Uh, visually, I can see that. So, is there any treatment that uh, that somebody could be on any protocol that they're on that an anti-inflammation diet might not be okay for them to take a look at? Uh, let's think about that. So, the only people I can think about is um, I have a little bit of a difficult time uh, with maybe my inflammatory bowel disease patients getting. And just having the ability to eat as much fiber as the anti-inflammatory diet would suggest or assume. 
And so those patients, we have to shift the diet a little bit for. We still want all the nutrients. You know, we want to give them maybe healthier uh, ways that we can get the fiber in. And so that we have to probably fine-tune that diet a little bit for, for patients who can't have the fiber. Well, that's pretty good, though. That's the majority of people. So that, that's I mean, different. yes. I mean, everyone, everyone can benefit. That's, that's what we want to hear. So what we eat is the easiest solution to decreasing inflammation. It's one of the reasons I wrote my Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body book to help people with a nutrient-dense whole foods elimination diet. Thankfully, Dr. Jessica Black has produced three amazing books to help you fight inflammation, including her newest, More Anti-Inflammation Diet Tips and Recipes. We'll continue getting more great information from Dr. Black after the break. Learn more at drjessicablack.com. Don't forget to enter this month's exciting giveaway. Sign up to win at therightnutritionplan.com. Just look for the quick link to giveaways on the right-hand side. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Better than an apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition Online Membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier, saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits, and with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. We continue our discussion about reducing inflammation with Dr. Jessica Black, author of More Anti-Inflammation Diet Tips and Recipes. Find more information at drjessicablack.com or connect with her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. So let's go back one little bit step and say how important is diet in general for our overall health and well-being? I think diet's huge. I think it's how we get all of our nutrients in. 
if you think about that would be the same like asking how important is it to put gasoline in our car you know so i think that the diet really is the central to our health and i think that there are a lot of, you know other aspects in lifestyle and stress and exercise but i do think that diet is very very integral into how we feel and uh, how we're going to kind of progress through life and how we're going to age what is the difference between food allergies and food intolerances? Because you've used those words and separated them. So can you explain the, the difference there? Yeah. So um, in, the, in the most simple terms, uh, both food allergies and uh, food intolerances do provoke a response from the immune system. But the response of food allergies is very quick. And, you know, we would kind of notice those symptoms pretty immediately. Itchy mouth, itchy tongue, sore throat. Throat starts to uh, feel almost like it's, you know, closing up. We might have an immediate rash. Um, but those reactions are pretty immediate. Uh, maybe even a immediate nausea or vomiting or something. But anything that happens immediate, immediate is usually like an IgD antibody response. So it is a response from the immune system. Um, definitely considered more of a food allergy. Those are way less common than a food intolerance. And what I would say from a food intolerance perspective is it uh, triggers an IgG response, so still an antibody and still from the immune system, but not as quick. You know, we might notice it 12 hours later. It can be really up to almost 72 hours later. So um, that's sometimes when uh, when we're kind of thinking about an elimination diet. It's oftentimes why I want people to separate when they're adding foods back in almost by four days so that we can get an idea. Did you have a headache the next day? Did you um, have diarrhea? Do you have constipation? What kind of symptoms are occurring? And those, those symptoms that occur from an IgG or, or kind of a later response are definitely a little bit more obscure symptoms. They're not kind of acute. How are food allergies, food intolerances, and inflammation related? Yeah, so they can be related in various. I think that there's probably so many mechanisms to relate food allergy or food intolerances to um, inflammation, and I'm going to try to talk to maybe one or two of them. But one of the ways is that when we have that IgG, which is like that secondary antibody response, when we have that elevated, we are triggering a response from the immune system. When we trigger that response, those IgG antibodies, they kind of have a particular uh, affinity for organs, and so the IgG affect the liver for sure. When we affect the liver, we directly inf- increase the inflammation because we're stimulating kind of a, a, a secondary immune response. And then in addition, when we, whenever we're kind of stimulating the immune system and, we're, and we continue to stimulate it, we're going to cause inflammation. And so then we're, you know, each time we eat that intolerance, it's like we directly stimulate it again, we eat it again, and we directly stimulate it again. Are there any certain foods that contribute more to inflammation or, or for more people? Yeah, so I, have a, um, I do have a particular list that I do think uh, contribute more to inflammation. Sometimes um, you'll see these lists vary, but my, my biggest contenders, I think, are gluten for the most part. Um, dairy, a little bit maybe less common than gluten, but a huge player in the um, kind of food intolerance uh, range, especially people who are lactose intolerant. Uh, Corn can be an allergen. Soy can be an allergen. Um, I do think that white potatoes can increase inflammation a little bit more, not necessarily from an, uh, like a IgG response, but they definitely can cause more inflammation. They're straight kind of eating something white as in like white rice is going to have an increase in sugar response. And whenever we have kind of an increase in sugar response, 
and it's kind of why I've left this one out, but sugar is huge for me now. And in my previous books, I haven't even talked about it because I've been doing more and more research on sugar as of recently. And um, sugar is almost one of my main players for inflammation right now, not necessarily through the pathway of food intolerance, but more through the pathway of, um, like it's a little complex, but it makes these sugarized proteins. They're called advanced glycation end products. I don't know if that's getting too complicated, but they're directly linked to aging. They're directly linked to inflammation. They're directly linked to diabetes. And then they're directly linked to Alzheimer's. Well, on this show, everybody gets used to a little bit extra science because I think it's important that people know. You you need to know not just that we're telling you to do it, that there's something behind it that as to why we we don't want you to do it. Uh, So it's it's totally fine. And we have covered sugar, I think, three times so far just recently because it is, to me, one of the biggest things people really have to get out of their diet, uh, at least the white sugars, especially. In in fructose, um, fructose specifically is highly related or highly linked to making these uh, sugarized protein molecules. It's a, it's a complex topic. I think we're just really beginning to, to understand better. Uh, if you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing the importance for our optimal health of reducing inflammation in our, in our diets using nutrient-dense whole foods with Dr. Jessica Black, author of More Anti-Inflammation Diet Tips and, Re- and Recipes. Find out more at drjessicablack.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. Remember, you can hear this show or past episodes like the very popular October 14th, 2013 Fighting Inflammation with Whole Foods show. You can listen to these anywhere, anytime. That means you can listen while you're at the gym, driving around, before bed, anytime at all. All you have to do is download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can also enter to be one of the lucky winners of a great freebie each month. This month, The Right Plan's offering a $75 gift certificate from U.S. Wellness Meats. Enter at therightnutritionplan.com by clicking the giveaway link on the right-hand side. Now, Jessica, what promoted you to decide to write a recipe book? Not just an informational book, but real recipes. Yes, that's a good question. It was actually uh, promoted really from my patients, and it just came to that, you know, in each visit, I felt like I was spending more and more time uh, giving people recipe ideas or, or writing down salad. I mean, it started with me writing down salad dressing recipes, actually, and I would say, oh, try these three, or try these three, and, or I tried, and the green drink has been around for a long time, the parsley green drink lemonade. Oh, I haven't tried that. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's been around for a decade in our practice. And so it just really started with, uh, as I got kind of really kind of tired of rewriting all the same things, I was like, I'm going to put these in a little book. And it actually really just started with us just putting, I put a bunch of recipes together into a book and just self-sold it for a long time before, before, or, you know, for a year or two before we um, actually published it. And so where did you test all these recipes? Yeah, so they, they initially get tested in my kitchen, which is good, and it's tested on my, my kiddos, too, and my husband. My husband's brutally honest, which is great. Um, and then, and then you know, as it went along, and we've had more recipes to test, I oftentimes farm them out. So I'll ask my patients, um, you know, I'll kind of give them deals, like, oh, I'll give you a free book if you, can, if you test 10 recipes for me or something of the sort. And so we'll, I'll get, like, I'll get, you know, a group of 15 recipe testers testing 150 recipes for me. So it's great. Oh, I get that's a, lot a of help. great idea. Yeah. yeah that's so a- I get a lot of help. 
It's hard sometimes when you're doing that part yourself because there's a, a lot to do. Uh, I certainly understand that. Um, now you offer a recipe book. The one, the one that you're that I have anyway, uh, removes basically all of the major allergens. I'm assuming yeah. the new book does as well. Yes, and you know the um, the book that was written in 2006 removes wheat but not gluten, and the second book actually removes all gluten. So I did feel like I needed to. I was compelled to to make it remove all gluten, and then the second book absolutely has some um, grain free recipes, and which we can actually kind of talk on on that on my idea on that as well. And then um, in the second book, it has um, has some recipes that have some tomatoes in them. So I did take out tomatoes in the first book, and and I. I don't include a ton of recipes with tomatoes in the second book because what I found over time is that you know, tomatoes have a pretty good healthy compound in them, lycopene, and it's it's been linked to decreased risk of cancer and it has you know some good nutrients in it. But what I find is that tomatoes are worse for my arthritis or psoriasis patients. So I still keep my psoriasis and my um, and my arthritis patients off tomatoes. So I don't necessarily tell everyone they can't have tomatoes, but um, it's definitely one to maybe eliminate and challenge. That's a good idea. I actually was thinking today that I was going to do that. So personally, so there you go. Um, what? So grain versus gluten. What? Uh, what have you found? You know, why the change? Yeah. So um, my original thought was that we, you know, that we only had to kind of take out the wheat. But then um, kind of as just time in history has gone on, I do feel like gluten is a problem. And I think that it's a problem mainly because of how it's processed here. I mean, I had an 80-some-year-old patient who was a wheat farmer, and I mean, she's never read the book Wheat Valley. I'm not sure if you've read that book, but um, yes. she's never even read it. And she, she gets it just kind of visually. And she's like, you know... When I used to, you know, do wheat field, you know, I had my wheat fields and they were, it was all this flowing and really nice, thin, tall wheat. She's like, and now my wheat that I grow is short, it's fat, it, you know, she's like, it doesn't kind of, uh, it doesn't grow the way it used to. She's like, no wonder everyone gets fat. I mean, this is her without, this is just an 80-year-old's perspective on growing wheat. You know, and, and without any of the science behind it, without reading about what wheat does, you know, from my perspective, the more that I've researched gluten, um, I do think that gluten kind of has a direct uh, increase in, um, like, sugar content, too, that it, it rises, and so it has that insulin reaction as well. And then gluten definitely has um, some reactions with the nervous system. So most of my nervous system patients, if I, if I can't get them to do the full anti-inflammatory diet, I will get them off of gluten for sure. We have to take but a short think it, break. You know, I think in some, uh, in some cases whole grain can be okay. Um, I don't think that people need to eat a lot of grain, um, but I, I, I shy sometimes away from the straight paleo because I think people just don't do it right. You know, they, they go to paleo and they start eating a bunch of meat, but they're not, they're not really increasing their vegetable content. Uh, yes, we we don't need to do the Atkins diet in this. Way. Yeah, I will. I will pick on somebody. Sorry, <laughs> Atkins. You know, Atkins had heart disease. <laughs> yeah, we have to take a short break. We've been talking with Dr. Jessica Black, author of more anti-inflammation diet tips and recipes. You can find more information at drjessicablack.com or connect with her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. Catch this entire show as well as past episodes by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listening on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Or try a membership at therightnutritionplan.com for just a dollar and you'll receive nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A. 
Q&A support. Or heck, just sign up to receive free weekly nutrition tips. Oh, in fact, I almost forgot. I just launched a free webinar called The Three Common Nutrition Myths That Are Keeping You Overweight, Exhausted, and Unable to Reach Your Goals. It's on my website. It's free. And it'll help you understand why and how to remove some of these inflammation-causing foods. Check it out at therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about the anti-inflammation diet with Dr. Jessica Black. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today. TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. That's TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. 
Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about finding our optimal health by reducing inflammation using an anti-inflammation diet and why it's so important. Thanks to the help of Dr. Jessica Black, author of more anti-inflammation diet tips and recipes. Find this book as well as her others on her website, drjessicablack.com, or connect with her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. Next week, we're going to hear from Sarah Red Laird, the bee girl, about the importance of preserving honeybees. It'll be another great week here on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I want to go back to the major allergens because we talked about them, but what we didn't say is why is it helpful to remove these? Right, because if we look at things that are uh, major, maybe more intolerances or causes of inflammation, I think that the major important reason to remove them is as we remove these from our diet, we reduce inflammation, we'll reduce food cravings over time, we'll improve kind of our our insulin um, resistance, you know, so we won't kind of have, I mean, our insulin usage rather, so that then we kind of improve the whole body's ability to digest foods. Oftentimes, too, if we get out the inflammatory foods, we're going to have a better kind of ecosystem in our gut, so we're going to have better gut bugs. Uh, like acidophilus and and bifidobacteria. So when we have a better balance of those bugs, we're going to decrease inflammation even more. So it really is important to get them out. So I I picked on Atkins just right before the break and and kind of threw that out. And I I think I probably, we need to go back and explain that a little because uh, many of those diets, even if they've been around for a long time, they're not balanced. So let's break down your anti-inflammation diet some. What are the macronutrient percentages that you recommend? Yeah, so for for our diet... Um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of moving into, I love to still have, uh, you know, I'm kind of a third, third, and a third. I used to say 40% carbohydrates and 30 and 30, and I'm almost getting to the point where it's, you know, 33-something percent fat, 33-something percent protein, and 33% healthy carbohydrates. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not fat-fearing. I'm not protein-fearing. I just don't think that we need to eat all uh, fat and protein, and that's kind of what, what you see Sometimes in, uh, if, if, if people do the paleo gone wrong or if they do the Atkins diet. And I do think when we, what occurs is when we're eating a lot of protein or maybe too much protein and we're not uh, paying attention to how we're cooking it, we um, definitely increase the risk at which we promote kidney disease or diabetes. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's through that formation of those uh, sugarized proteins again too. What about the role of fiber? You mentioned it. Where do you see that playing in? Yeah, fiber is huge. So I want all of my carbohydrates to be, you know, really good fiber. So I would say if we're eating 33 to 40% carbohydrates, it should be all vegetables and fruits. You know, we don't really need the buns or the toast or the tortilla. I mean, we can can have those for maybe special occasions, but we really want to um, have all of our uh, carbohydrate be fiber-rich. And so when we have more fiber, you know, we're going to bind extra toxicity. Uh, you know, it improves kind of the bowel elimination, so we have better bowel movements. And bowel movements, if you can imagine, is one way we get things out of our cup, to go back to the cup analogy. You know, when we're eliminating uh, through our body, we're eliminating through our cup. Um, and then when we have fiber, too, it actually um, absolutely has been directly linked to uh, kind of a better ecosystem of the gut again, too. So better gut microorganisms, better balance of your acidophilus and your bifidobacteria, and, and less incidence of yeast or less incidence of 
kind of like uh, overgrowth of E. coli or any of the other bugs that shouldn't be there in large amounts. Are there any foods people should be adding to their diet that are particularly helpful to reduce inflammation? Yeah, I love thinking about uh, kind of uh, eating foods for infl- or anti-inflammation. I love using turmeric. I use it in a lot. You know, so anytime I'm making a stir fry, I might add turmeric. Uh, it has a lot of curcumin in it. Curcumin is directly linked to reducing inflammation significantly. Um, you can add, you can do uh, cold water fish, salmon, mackerel. Uh, things that are high in omega fatty acids, which I'm sure some of your you know, your listeners know about. Uh, and then you can get into the seeds. You know, you can do hemp seeds. They're they're pretty high in omega threes, and chia seeds are high in omega threes. Um, sometimes we worry about uh, really kind of what's going to happen to our salmon supply and just for toxicity wise. So, so sometimes I have my patients actually take a fish oil, a really nice natural. Um, fish oil that's removed all the mercury content because that, that toxicity load for us too would, would lead to higher levels of inflammation. Mm-hmm. People can do flax seeds. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we can, and you know, pineapple, which has kind of a natural enzyme content can be anti-inflammatory for some people. I love using spices. Nutmeg has some good uh, effects. Ginger has effects. We definitely have a lot of choices in, in, in our cooking so that we can make sure that we're reducing inflammation. If people are going to make just one change today, what would you recommend? Yeah, so that's a good question. I was trying to think about how, you know, if we could end some end on something. One one thing I would like to say is if people are going to think about it a little bit differently, what I want them to think about is taking today as the first day and just moving forward and not stressing or not thinking about what they've eaten in the past or, or not kind of beating themselves up if they make a mistake along the way and that just to kind of take this huge positive um, thought process to this whole change so that then we reduce the stress along with it. Um, so my, so my, my thing, if I was going to choose something for people, I would actually probably um, choose to do no gluten. Even over no sugar. I think no sugar is important as well, but if we were choosing like a particular dietary change, I would say to if people, everyone would see some change if they removed 100% gluten from their diet. There you go. Today, we've talked about the importance of reducing inflammation in your diet and gotten tips as to how to get started from the author of more anti-inflammation diet tips and recipes, Dr. Jessica Black. So gluten is her biggest one. Make sure that uh, you pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Additionally, I've added some great anti-inflammation videos and recipes to the Right Plan website. We've got a soup, a pad thai. Oh, yes, it is anti-inflammatory. A stir fry, a smoothie from my cleanse and detoxify your body book and even a cookie for dessert of course dr jessica black has specific fantastic recipes on her website drjessicablack.com as well as articles a blog more information about her and the ability to purchase any of her books that include lots of these great anti-inflammatory recipes to help you find your optimal health you will feel amazing once you've reduced the inflammatory foods in your diet and dr jessica black can help you do just that Again, her website is drjessicablack.com or find her on Facebook and Twitter at Dr. Jessica Black. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jessica, and helping us better understand the importance of choosing the right foods in order to decrease inflammation and feel better right away. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you. Remember, listeners, you can receive nutrition tips each week for free by signing up at therightnutritionplan.com or try a membership for just a dollar and receive nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. Or check out the new free webinar, The common Three Common Nutrition Myths That Are Keeping You Overweight, Exhausted, and Unable to Reach Your Goals. Don't forget to sign up to win a a $75 gift certificate from U.S. Wellness Meats at therightnutritionplan.com. Just look for the quick link to giveaways on the right-hand side. Constantly lots of great stuff for free on the website because free is always the right price, right? If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Next week, we'll hear from Sarah Redlard, the bee girl, about the importance of preserving honeybees to ensure preservation of food resources because when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live Well to Eat Well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.